I'm Will Hedrick. And I'm Jordan Chapman. And this is Dog Tears and Timestamps, a, a, a Witcher TV show podcast. Is Netflix. that what I say now? Brought to you by a Netflix, Netflix podcast? Yeah, brought to you by Netflix. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's, uh, that'll be how we do every intro. Just remember that. Yeah, <laughs> just that exactly. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I should have just said a Witcher podcast. I was trying to remember what it was that I said for Game of Thrones and Good Omens. That was the problem. And I just said a Game of Thrones podcast. Yeah, Good Omens podcast. I think I got confused because we were both reading the book and watching the show. Yeah. So maybe that's what it was. Witcher cast. But yeah, Witcher cast. 2019. Witcher cast 2019. Um, until the... Uh, I guess the last episode, which will be WitcherCast 2020. <laughs> but in any case, uh, this is a uh, Monday. It's literally Monday, uh, so this is going to come out the same day. Mm-hmm. We're uh, two episodes into the uh, Netflix original series, uh, The Witcher, um, which by original they mean adaptation of an existing property. That's original, right? They did that with uh, Arrested Development. I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that you know all they mean by original is that they're the ones uh, producing and funding it. They're not. Yeah. It's not like you know the Office isn't a Netflix original. Yeah. No. But it's on there. Might as well be. It feels like that's where I watched it. Like that. I think <laughs> by now that's definitely where most people have watched it. Yeah. But, um, so what do you think about these episodes? Like when did you watch them? Like you said you watched them at uh, like on a kind of projector with your mom and dad no it was just on a tv uh but it was a uh, yeah i watched them last night uh once i realized that i wasn't going to be able to come home uh at the intended time uh and so we watched them last night uh on like a small tv in the garage where we where they watch football um and even if we had watched it in the living room on their slightly larger tv it's still only like a 47 inch or something like that like it's nothing mm-hmm. it might not even be that it might be like 43 inches in the living room um so not uh, now that I'm spoiled by my 65-inch 4K TV with HDR in my room, you know, I'm a, I'm a little spoiled there. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't the optimal viewing experience. Um, certainly not if it comes in 4K. I don't know if they're broadcasting it on Netflix in 4K. Huh. Um, I haven't looked into it that far, but uh, if they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, Good Omens was in 4K, although that was Amazon Prime, of course. But, you yeah. know, they could still you know broadcast in 4K on, over the internet. Uh, so hopefully it is, and I can see it uh, a little bit better these next uh, three episodes. Yeah, they're probably not going to make it in 4K then for these first seasons because it did not seem like super crazy high like budget to me, even on my mm-hmm. TV. Like I, it, it was really good, and I really enjoyed all of it. And nothing ever really pulled me out of the experience, but I, there was a few times that it's like, I don't know, you saw Geralt climbing over this like rock over this mountain to go look at this city. And it was just like, it just felt and looked like a green screen and like a fake rock. And he was climbing over this mountain. And I mean, it was just, it never took me out of it because I, I was just super into The Witcher. Like I didn't, I honestly, like I was watching it with uh, someone that like has seen the game a lot, but hasn't ever, like doesn't know anything about the show. So she was like, Witcher, that's like Witcher mode. It's like, is there even a Witcher mode? I don't, I don't know that from the book. He doesn't explicitly say like I go into dope Witcher mode that slows everybody down so I can beat them up. I was like, I think that's just his experience, and that's like for for our viewing pleasure, you know, like. To well, he's definitely faster than yeah. your average human, but then. But it doesn't. He's not. 
Well, there is a, more than once where he takes all the different potions and tonics and it mm-hmm. enhances him to even far beyond his regular level. Yeah. Like whenever the, he's staying in the, you know, one of the short stories, whenever mm-hmm. he's uh, breaking the curse on the Striga, he goes from being able to see all right in the nighttime to and then he takes a potion and then he can see in the nighttime as if it was day. So he does mm-hmm. have like a, a quote unquote witcher mode, but it's just him taking all the elixirs that he makes. Okay. Uh, so there is an element of that. And that's also part of, um, I don't think, I don't remember it happening at all in these first two episodes, but his appearance will change depending on the uh, elixirs that he takes as well, because they do, you know, enhance his body. Yeah, he started off with these like black eyes. Oh yeah. Like, whenever he's fighting the Kikimura right away. Yeah. He yeah. does. Yeah. He, he looks like that whenever he takes like, you know, whatever combination of elixirs or certain ones do certain things to him. So. Do you hear that? Story? No. Well, I mean, the fan on my computer's fine. Oh. Okay, my bad. Um, I I got the game, actually, like, before I even started the show. Oh, yeah? Which one? uh, Two? I I tried to get two, but it didn't exist to download easy, so I didn't go get it either. So I uh, I just got three, and mm-hmm. um, but it was it was on like super sale. I was gonna say it's probably on sale right now because all the winter sales are happening, you know, across platforms. Oh, I thought I was just like I was sitting there, I was, I was like, do you think that like The Witcher game is on sale because the show just dropped? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right, it's on winter sale. It's more sense. Um, but yeah, it it I don't know. It looked like fun. I I bought all the DLC and pretty much for like the price of the original game, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm excited to get into it. Um, I don't think it'll really spoil anything for the show. And honestly, I thought it was kind of interesting that the show uh, took the liberty of like hopping around to different um, like different story beats at different times, kind of like the uh, the first two books that we read, you know, yeah. not necessarily um, you know chronological. It felt like uh, the Sword of Destiny was. Um, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Okay, I was like, was it mm, that? The, the second prequel, yeah. but yeah. It felt like that one was a little more um, sequential, kind of in order. But the other one, the first one, it just felt kind of like, it was just like, here's a bunch of stories to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. I guess maybe, maybe not. But um, it was, it was. Uh, I just, I got the vibe of like the first two books before even the story started from this uh the first two episodes, mm-hmm. I guess, that we watched. Well, so, every story that happens in these first two episodes are literally stories from those prequels. Oh, true. So, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I guess that's... Aside, right. aside from the Yennefer stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, which I, is a backstory that we've, as of yet, not gotten in the books so far as we've gotten. Yeah. You know, we know that, you know, she was a hunchback. Mm-hmm. And we know that at some point she was taken in to become a sorceress mm-hmm. for training or whatever. But that's all that we know. She hasn't talked about it as of yet. Right. Um, so I don't know if she ever does. It seems like it would be something that she wouldn't really talk about in detail as a character. Um, I don't know that it's particularly important as far as the books go either. But I was talking with my parents about this. Uh, I think that they're doing it in the show because I think the show is targeting the audience that hasn't read the books or played the games. And so if the people who are creating the show or at least writing the show are fans of the series or maybe you know even to a greater extent fans of like Yennefer as a character if you're then trying to present everything to uh you know like a a virgin audience that doesn't know this Mm -hmm. property or these characters then the best way to get them introduced to a character that you like 
uh, would be to give them the backstory that doesn't exist, you know, possibly, or even yeah. if it did exist, but you know, we don't to do so. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It is kind of interesting because we get that, like in, in the last wish, um, we get the, uh, we sort of get, I mean, we learn that she's a hunchback, so we don't necessarily get any of her backstory, but mm-hmm. Carol kind of sees her in that light. And then yeah. it's that sort of, uh, not, I don't even want to call it sympathy, but he, he definitely almost, um, I think it's more like, empathy. well, it's like we it's talked about like, when we covered that bit, it was, yeah, it was empathy, yeah. you know, like he, I, you know, he can sort of empathize and identify with that sort of imperfection yeah. that mm-hmm. would be shunned by, you know, the general populace. Cause that's what happens to him daily as well. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I, obviously we haven't read, read a part about Yennefer going through any of this, but it, well, I think that that is kind of the same vibe that they're trying to do is like, give us the, the same feeling from those first two books that, uh, mm-hmm. that we're coming in with the, the, you know, just like we did, I guess, maybe that's what they're trying to do. Um, with this show we came in with this pre uh gathered knowledge you know of mm-hmm. these prequels and um, and then we hopped right into the story whereas uh like i don't know i guess they could have just started right in and honestly i thought they didn't have they were kind of lacking that little vibe of Geralt being like this all-knowing to sort of take it for what it is like kind of thing just because they were giving us so much like to to grow from i don't know if maybe you didn't get that vibe uh, I I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, but because he seemed real like green still to me. You know, maybe maybe because he looks so handsome still. <laughs> like mm-hmm. in my mind, as they were imagining, like so much more weathered and like seasoned. But maybe that's all it is. He's just like so handsome that and like yeah. and young and like young looking. Like even for Geralt being like whoever knows how old he is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it. I would think that. I I, w- I think I would maybe agree that Geralt probably, from you know the original author's perspective, was a little bit more grizzled looking, mm-hmm. um, maybe a, a little less handsome or whatever. Henry Cavill is obviously just like a really handsome guy, mm-hmm. uh, through no fault of his own, <laughs> um, and so. But the Geralt in the games is very handsome, too. Yeah, um, I figured he probably was going to be. Because mm-hmm. the more we learn, I don't know, like when you kind of broke it down last week, how the author did seem kind of like he was just trying to write this character that could bang all the hotwitches, I was like, is Geralt supposed to be like this? Like, smoldering, like, you didn't know he was handsome, and then you see it, and it's just like, oh, <laughs> like it just gets you. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I already forgot his name. Henry Chisel. Henry Cavill. Chisel Chin. Yeah, he just sort of gets you right off the bat. Whereas, like, Geralt in, in the books, it, it felt like, you know, he kind of, I don't know, I liked him from the start. So he, he sort of already, always, always had this, you know, energy around him, but he's never been, like, attracted. <laughs> um, Have you been attracted by characters in books? Uh, like yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I've gotten, I mean, I know I've gotten attached, like, emotionally. I don't know if I'd say attractive. But, like, the images I conjure up was, like, mm-hmm. because, like, especially for Yennefer, they describe her as, like, super curvy and, like. Right, yeah, yeah. just all, like, you know, stereotypical, you know, conventional uh, uh, criteria for, you know, beauty and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of, like, you think they're going to use the same actress for, uh, like. Whenever she's an adult. Reformed? 
Yeah, um, I would I think guess, so. I guess, yeah, I guess you would. I would assume so. It would be unless they find somebody that looks very much like this girl. Because even though the the girl that's playing, you know, young Yennefer or apprentice Yennefer, you know, is slack jawed and hump hunchbacked, I don't that think that she. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't think that she actually is either of those things. Oh, right. Um. It. You know, that would be something to you know that could be looked up and found out by just typing in the actress's name and seeing what she looks like. But mm-hmm. I, I I think that that's you know a thing that she's putting on for the show because you can of- see like. You know, aside from the, you know, the being the what I'm assuming is a put on slack jaw and hunchback, she's a very pretty girl. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It's, you, you know, pretty that, evident. You, you can know. tell that there's a lot, there's not, there's a lot of ugliness up that they did to her. To yeah, that, yeah. Just, as long as they just take it off her. I don't even really feel like. And once they have her straighten her shoulders yeah. and you know set her jaw straight, and it, you know they're done with the the acting of her being <laughs> ugly, then she's gonna you know be. I mean. Sorry, sorry, go on. I, I was, just, I was you know, I'm sure you know exactly what I was going to say. I was just going to say attractive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even the actress now, I feel like they, I don't know if they did it intentionally, but I feel like they've dulled down all of her, um, like her curves and her tone already. Like, like she didn't really have any sort of like really like curves. Like she didn't have any like big. Well, she's also thing. wearing rags that's, and is hunched over. That's so. that's for sure. That's a lot. I'm sure. Yeah. And, uh, hard to see any real particular figure whenever you're so disfigured as a character and then also not wearing anything that's flattering. <laughs> Were you cool with that uh, that wizard getting it, uh, like being into her? The, uh, I forgot his name. His names are hard. Yeah, it was. I don't remember it either because I decided that he doesn't matter. I don't think that any of the characters <laughs> in her backstory bad. matter. Yeah. Um, I think that we're just seeing, you know, one, her origins so that uh, for two reasons. One, it's a part of the world building that this world is fucked up mm-hmm. and you can't really trust anybody or anything. Um, because again, I think they're targeting an audience that does not have any familiarity with yeah. the series. Uh, and then two, showing why and to the extent uh, uh, that it exists, Yennefer's um, brutality and coldness because she is that she oh, is yeah. those things as a character and like at you know at the end of the second episode there yeah, she yeah. pushes her friends who were turned into eels into the pool as the you know uh, her teacher says uh, and, you know she does it without really much hesitation yeah not she, much convincing really. yeah like she kind of rushes in at first and it's like you turn my friend into a slug you know which seems a little kind of like defensive like why would you do that to my friend and then the teacher's like they're tools for you now. And so she's like, yeah. okay, well, this is how I, you know, ascend. And then it becomes her goal because now she's got this avenue to power where her whole life was, you know, being trodden upon. And so I think that th- this whole Yennefer backstory bit that we're getting in the show, I, I don't think any of those characters matter. I think that they're just stepping stones for Yennefer to become the character that we know her to be. And it's it, it's purely for the uninitiated. Hmm. The everybody who has is, has no familiarity with these characters in yeah. this franchise. That's my opinion so far. If they do something different with it, then you know, obviously we'll see. But yeah. I think that now that we've spent one fourth of this season seeing that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I don't see how that it could matter more than that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I uh, I kind of came up with this wild like theory of like because those other girls seem to have some sort of like magical ability, even though. <laughs> you know, she turned him into eels anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it did i don't i mean obviously well those ones were the ones that were the most successful and but i think that the teacher sees the uh, capability that yennefer has and says well this is going to be my focus then it just kind of felt like to me she picked yennefer like and bought her for four pennies or whatever Mm -hmm. because she was like she came from that exact same thing and i don't know if that's true because i'm definitely projecting this whole new backstory on the witch that's like right mm-hmm. here. but i'm projecting this exact same like backstory and i'm like the way she's like gonna ascend is like she's gonna take all like this potential from all of the, the girls that like she pushed into this water mm-hmm. like i turned it into like the hades pool of like swimming souls and like uh, yeah. i was like she's gonna use that and she's gonna turn it into like the the center point of her like in like magic energy and she's gonna like suck all the magic out of them mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that well because they said that. i'm sure there's yeah. a way that they could write it in it and that would be could think be a thing and that would be like a source for some of her power to ascend and then she could be like right. this all-powerful witch that you know obviously only the witch that picked her could see her becoming mm-hmm. that ruthless and and that like she had the right mindset and a bit of an innate ability those together you just suck the magic out of other people. <laughs> right. Show, but I don't know. I just made it. I, I went crazy with my ideas, <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, "That's true." Right. Yeah. What it seems like to me is that certainly, you know, she just buys her for nothing because she's coming through town or whatever, or maybe she tracked her down, you know, via the portal that she created. Yeah, that was cool. And uh, and so then. She's like, okay, well, let me see if I can find where this person is who created the portal because obviously she's like, you know, a recruiter or whatever. And finds her and says, you know, okay, well, I can feel the magic coming for her. So, you know, this is what I'm looking for. I can buy her for nothing because she is nothing to these people. And then blah, blah, blah. And then there, she's there for what I think is probably months up until the end of the second episode when we see, you know, the eel stuff. So it's, you know, that's plenty of time for the teacher to see, you know, from her being like, okay, this is just like some recruit I picked off off the street. To see it. To actual. being like, oh, there is, you do have promise. I don't mm-hmm. think it was like a going into it knowing the promise there. It's got to be pretty rare to do portals, right? Like that's that's got to be big. Well, they they do say that portals are difficult several times in the books, um, depending on a bunch of different things. You know, how mm-hmm. far away is the destination? You know, pretty logistical. You know, yeah, obvious stuff. Things that um, like they would matter. And but then for her to be able to you know, create a portal without any real training mm-hmm. as successfully as she did, you know, whenever she first does it, the guy who she's, you know, kind of into, but also spying on, who's also spying on her. Uh, that just seems like is, a classic sorcerer. Yeah. Well, again, it's, it's, ways, you know, yeah, it's again, it's world building. It's like, this is I a shitty it. place, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and Sorry, and there's so much political idea. intrigue that happens in the series, and so this is kind of like a big introduction to political intrigue. And this is pretty cool too for where we are in the book. And we'll obviously talk about it. Mm-hmm. It just it just totally made me think about like what series trying to avoid, right, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And it's just sorry to go there. No. I, I want to say it, but just in case I don't say it in, this, in the next mm-hmm. part. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, that, that I feel like they just they picked a lot of good characters. Not obviously not characters. They picked good actors. And um, there were, I guess, just maybe a few little things that, like, that little, I can't even remember what they're called, like a, like a horse, person, like not a centaur, but a... Oh, the Sylvan? Thank you. Whenever, yeah, that, that uh, story, I mean, when they're at the edge of the world. Yeah, I guess obviously I've never seen a Sylvan, so I don't know what they look like, but that one looked pretty, like... 
odd, I guess, to me even. Just like it just extra sort of um, Payne's Labyrinth-y kind of Yeah. Um, well, that's, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I guess their features were just a lot bigger and stretched out. Like its head was so big. It just, I don't know. It wasn't, I didn't expect any of it. And then when you see mm-hmm. when the Sylvan's there, I, I was thinking just like in my head, I had this Sylvan being like a, uh, almost kind of like, like if it, if it was a female Sylvan, it would be something that it'd be like, if we saw that out in the woods or whatever, it, it'd be hard not to follow it off, you know? Whereas if I saw that guy, I'd be like, shoot it. And then we'll donate it to science. We'll be the guys that found the first whatever <laughs> you know like mm. if it was if it was like sylvan in my head a girl like the, the ones in my head were always this kind of like elusive like he 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 like fun little wood nymph more than the sylvan right well let me like, but i mean that's a pretty that's pretty typical of like all fantasy tellings and that's why these creatures whenever they're female or because you know obviously none of these yeah, things exist but you know like mermaids were a thing that sailors came up with sirens were you know things in greek mythology and all that these yeah. are all stories that people created thinking that they had seen that sort of stuff yeah, and, and of course they were all just like horny as fuck and they were just like well what if i can you know find this female form that is like alien and i can bang that yeah I mean, I guess and so it's all inspired by just yeah, and yeah, so I mean, but then obviously, if it's yeah, that's all it ever is. That's all it ever was because you know all these monsters and creatures and things are all you know based on that to some to varying degrees old actual human myths. Yeah, and so of course, whenever you're creating those things, the the male is going to probably depending on you know what you've decided this set of monsters does. Are they hunter gatherers? Do they are they just straight up monsters that are predators? You know what are they? Blah 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 depending on their function as a monster in your, you know, in your creation, if the, the male can, you know, is like this giant hulking monster, you know, sort of like a, a play on like the ideal male, pers- you know, persona as well, you know, being, you know, strong and all this sort of stuff. And then the females are the female counterparts to those monsters are often attractive and, but still yeah, like really alien and all that sort right. of stuff, you know? I mean, so, you know, yeah, that kind of thing has been going on ever since any of this was actually created. Yeah. And it, yeah. It fits too, just making like the, yeah, I guess it fits exactly what I did just like stereotypically mm-hmm. following. And we, I mean, I, it'd be interesting, I guess, to run into a female Sylvan um, and see if how, how similar or different they look to the one that we met. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen, too many differences and I guess we haven't really met any halflings or dwarves yet in the show, have we? No. So I thought that one of the the girl in that first story that um where like Geralt is uh in Blaviken. Thank you. <laughs> I was just like and her name starts with I think an F or Renfrey. R, R, Renfrey. There's an F in there. Mm-hmm. No weird spot. Renfrey. And um that was yeah, I guess I'm just thinking, like, I thought that we, I thought we ran into halflings in that bar, or like one of her, one of her hinge person was like a half, halfling, but that doesn't, no. now that I think back, it was another bar scene with another halfling in it. Yeah, because she wouldn't have a, I mean, not that halflings can't fight, but it <laughs> seems like she probably wouldn't have a halfling. A couple of them were definitely like on the shorter side, but like, like five, eight, mm-hmm. you know, not like four foot, you know, they, they were just shorter and certainly shorter than Geralt. Yeah. And so. I've heard pockmarked a lot. What is that? Uh, if you if you've got like a pockmarked face, you've got like um, 
not like cavities, but just like a bunch of marks and they're sort of like dimples in a way. Uh, oh, but they you usually have like a ton of them. It's usually kind of like scars, maybe. Yeah, it's okay. usually what it is. Certainly in in uh, uh, in universes like this, where you know sanitation is not a thing, yeah, and people get diseases like and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because you know you just get a disease and hope that you beat it, <laughs> and so then that affects your body, obviously, in ways that it doesn't affect you know us in modern day society because we can get steroids and be done with it. You think you could beat it with that steroid? Probably not. <laughs> You're like, no, <laughs> no dude, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't make it. Uh, man, I definitely wouldn't make it in Witcher school. And like, the more I like watch these this show, I just like, I, I this universe is like cutthroat and ruthless. Like, it's it's a miracle. Like, humankind even made it as far as we did into like this super civilized, clean world that we have the privilege of living in. You know, I'm sure that obviously it's not like that everywhere, but watching this show, it's it's obviously just not, it's not real, but it's like some of it's drawn inspiration from our, our past and mm-hmm. that's, you know. Yeah, but, but humans are also the only the species on the in the real world that are as intelligent as we are. And so, you know, that's why we have dominance in the actual world is because know, we're smart just, enough to be able to do things and figure things out in advance. It just feels like if we've only gotten uh, sanitary in the last like hundred years, <laughs> you know, like it just feels like everything is so gross. Like, well, the Romans so created aqueducts so that they could have clean water running. Nice. So, I mean, it's not like it's that new. I mean, the standard that we have is definitely relatively new, but cleanliness as a species it goes back a long ways. You know, we recognize that if you drink water from some from further down the stream than somebody shit in, that you're going to get sick from it. You know, <laughs> like we, we put those things together. That. Well, <laughs> I mean, as a uh, as a species, we fix that pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. in in like other universes where there are other you know sentient and intelligent species, you know that's why there ends up being so much combat. And usually, the only reason that humans win out is because you know, generally speaking, every, what they always say is like, well, because humans' lives are shorter, they're just inherently more industrious, and they also tend to breed more quickly and all that sort of thing and so just like sheer outpopulation is what ends up making humans more successful than other races um, but if that wasn't if it wasn't just sheer outpopulation then yeah the other races would probably win almost you know nine times out of ten <laughs> yeah because humans kind of suck from like a greater perspective of evolution aside from just literal intelligence yeah i mean it just seems like, yeah you're right just the numbers <laughs> we just <laughs> throw mass amounts of human human lives to defeat just the elves and the other races. Ah, humanity. They're so <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I still can't just get over thinking that it's just dirtier. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, so, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, so clean most of the time, too. Like, obviously, I get dirty, dirty every day, but, like, I shower all the time. Like, I shower a couple times a day. Most of the time, because, like, I shower in the morning, and then, like, I get super sweaty and dirty at work, and I'll shower, like, because I don't want to go to bed and I sweat and right, like, grime yeah. from the day. So, just putting myself in, like, any of their shoes, thinking about, like, not that I couldn't do it or anything. I've gone camping and, like, stayed in the same Well, you'd have no like, choice, so. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, I wouldn't have a choice, but... Um, I don't know. I guess I guess I just like diving 
yeah, I put I really do kind of put myself like in there and think like what would I do if I was there? Like how would I like I, I always think of like when we get any like sort of uh, view into somebody's training, like mm-hmm. you know, I always think like, okay, like pay attention. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> not I'm not getting trained, but <laughs> You know, you gotta learn how this works. So, what do you think about the show? Are you excited <laughs> for it to go on? Yeah, I'm excited to continue watching. Um, I don't, I, I'm not 100% sure where the season is going and where it's going to end up. Yeah. Because we've now spent a fourth of it on things that have relatively no consequence to the greater saga at hand. Well, yeah, and, yeah, and everything's in like different timelines. It's like, is this how they're going to tell the whole story? Like throughout the entire series, is it just going to be hopping around and we piece it together? Kind of no, like there's no way. That would no, that would be ridiculous. That's asking way too much of the general Netflix audience. I mean, Westworld. It's asking too much of the HBO audience, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, that was a lot for Westworld. I definitely had to watch like a recap video to make it make <laughs> sense. Like, you have to watch. It to ask that of the binge nature Netflix audience that just watches fucking How I Met Your Mother every day. Yeah. That's way too much asking of those people. Yeah. So they're not going to do that. We're just, we're just, you know, our main characters are Geralt, Siri, and Yennefer, just like in the books. Mm-hmm. And so we're starting with them and, you know, being introduced to them as characters. Because again, the show is targeted to the uninitiated, I think. Because um, one, that's how you make the most money. As successful as those games are and as successful as the book franchise is now, that's not enough guys. people to make money for Netflix to be able to say, yes, this was worth what we've spent on this. Well, yeah, and they've already but, got all of the gamers. You know, they've got all the gamers and the, the friends of gamers and like the people that have heard of it, they've already got all of them to at least give it a shot. Like everyone's looking for that new void to fill Game of Thrones or whatever. And and you're, you're kind of mm-hmm. right when I was watching this, it's like, yeah, this, this'll, this'll do it. I think at least like it feels complicated enough and big. Well, it's enough got the to, potential too. I mean, yeah, I really, yeah, I think it does. So I don't want to speak too soon, I guess. But but so I don't know. At some point, obviously, we'll converge mm-hmm. and whatever. But the the show is supposed to cover what happens in the books. It this the first season's only eight episodes. And yeah, in Blood of Elves, there's really not a whole lot that happens. It's just, as far as like major story beats anyways, it's not like we fight a war, have the conclusion, and then go fight the next big evil or anything in that one book. You know, it's it's only like 300 pages, you know, like Mm -hmm. we talked about, and you know, one of the reasons why we moved into the second book for the show. Um, So yeah, they don't have to get that far, I guess, if it's intended for, you know, one season per book. But again, we've already spent a fourth of this season um, outside of the book, <laughs> out, yeah, outside of the greater saga, uh, and or you know, or the greater arc that makes up the saga. Because aside from, you know, the, the only thing that happens so far in these first two episodes that has anything to do with the greater story arc is seeing Cirilla go through the sacking of Sintra. Mm-hmm. That's it. The stuff that Geralt goes through with the Kikimora, you know, the, that's just a short story. And then the stuff that he goes through with the Deovol, that's just a short story. The only yeah. thing that was beneficial of that is being introduced to Dandelion. Which was very beneficial. Which could have been done in literally any, any other way. Any other way. Uh, but that's just, you know, what ended up happening from that. Uh, but it's all because, like I said, this is all world building. It's introducing us to the political climate between humans and non-humans. It's uh, letting us know that this world is fucked up and, you know, nobody is on anybody's side, really. Um, 
and it's introducing us to these characters uh, if you don't know them. Yeah. So, but it's just, again, that's we've already done a fourth of this season doing so, mm-hmm. which if that's how it paces out, that's how it paces out. Maybe they do it really well, but it, you know, it just seems like a lot to do those things. Yeah. Uh, it is interesting, the short story that chose to introduce Geralt being like the butcher of black. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I well, mean, it's a relatively it pivotal story yeah. for Geralt because that's it's one of the most ideal ways to show how he can become a thing that people hate. Exactly. Without just doing, yeah. Yeah, because the alternative is this like, oh, so people hate him just because he's a mutant. Right. Like, no, this gives, like, a concrete thing. Like, you know, he starts off almost immediately. You know, he kills the Kimura, and then he takes it, you know, he goes to the tavern to find the alderman, and immediately everybody's like, no, you're a mutant, get out of here. So we get that. Mm -hmm. But then he does something a little bit more concrete that provides an avenue for everybody's hatred to go towards him, and we can see that this is the world that Geralt lives in, you know. Yeah. Uh, And so I guess that's why they chose that one to start. It's a pretty cool fight scene, too. Yeah, it was really good. I liked it a lot. It was uh, pretty well done. I like the choreography in it. The only thing that I didn't like visually about this these two episodes so far was just the opening scene with the Kikimura. He looked the the monster looked really bad <laughs> CG wise. Yeah. Um, I tried to look up the budget earlier whenever we were briefly mentioning that, and I couldn't really find anything. People on Reddit were conjecturing that it was ten million an episode, which is a good amount, but it's not Game of Thrones amount. Uh, but it also hasn't made as much money as Game of Thrones yet, so that's why. Was more than ten million an episode in the beginning? Not no, I, I, I mean like oh. net where Game of Thrones ended up was like you know stupid amounts of money. Sorry, I thought, I thought you were saying there were there were more than ten in the beginning. I was like, man, I heard it was like a million an episode in the beginning. I bet it was less than that. See, yeah, I heard it was a million. My brother. I bet the pilot was probably like. 300,000. <laughs> it, it couldn't it have been much. Well, because it was all practical aside from the White Walkers, but even that was just like, I don't think, I don't think they showed White Walker up like close without like, you know, no, snow kinda, blowing yeah. and, you know, quick cuts and that yeah. sort of, you know, classical tricks to not have to have a really good looking monster. <laughs> Which, I mean, to, if that, I mean, that point being said, like, if that's true, like they did spend a lot less than the rumor of like a million that I heard, like, then you'd think that maybe they could have done a better. Because <laughs> right. it's but, a bunch of nobody actors except for Sean Bean. And, and uh, so it's I not like thinking, it's not even the casting would take like a ton of money either for right. the pilot episode. Same thing with, yeah, same thing with Witcher, you know, the only one we know about is Henry uh, Cowell, yeah. Yeah. Then they can definitely save money on that. And that's, you know, obviously probably part of why they do that as well. Um but you just think Netflix has gotta have a lot of money, but I guess maybe they maybe they don't have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> You got a Netflix account, right? Or do you watch, do you watch it on your your fam, like a family account? Or do you have your own? No, I had to start one for the show. Um, I've been sitting on a 30-day free trial email from Netflix for about a month now. Oh, nice. Uh, purely for this. And whenever we're done, it's done. <laughs> I don't need Netflix for anything. Yeah. Except for to support your favorite content, like The Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to continue to have a Netflix account when The Witcher's not happening. And that will especially show Netflix what's what. They'll be like, I only got you for this. Oh, my, <laughs> my $15 a month is not going to mean anything to Netflix in the greater scheme of things. Well, that stat will go somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where, but it'll go somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching these next three episodes. I, I don't know why the lightning bolt chose to not even hit Yennefer in the hand. It 
jibbed over on her body and hit her in the chest, you know, and blasted her off. I was like, what the fuck? Like, did she do that? Did she just have bad connection? Like, she couldn't, like, the lightning bolt came down and she just, like, twerked it around and then it still shocked her or something? Like, I don't know what happened. Well, she captured it in her body because then she throws it back at... Uh, what's her name, the head witch? Yeah, but she so she sucked it in, or I thought that was. I don't think she did action. intentionally. Yeah. Uh, but so that's why, what happened. But, so why didn't it shock her hands though, like the highest part? Like. Well, like it, it, it definitely there, started there, I'm sure. Oh, to me it looked. And like then it, it traveled came... down towards the chest, or you know whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay, to me it looked like it came down, and then it just like dodged her hand and smashed her in the chest, like a mm. super controlled electric blast, and uh, and then you know. Like, yeah, she did obviously keep it in her and throw it back. But you think that was the moment that she was like, oh, this girl's got it? Oh, I think that it was pivotal. I don't know that it was like maybe the moment, like she was at zero and then that brought her up to 65. You know, I think it was probably growing, but then that was like a a moment. Certainly, I mean, for the audience, because we're not going to watch the whole several months of training (laughs) because then we, you know, have 800 episodes. But the you know that this is for for an audience that is a seeing you know the culmination of the growth that she's had and yeah. you know the increase or not the or the progression of relationships between the students and her and the teacher and blah blah blah. Yeah. I mean it's got to be a big deal too that she's doing all these what have to be high level spells like redirecting a lightning bolt like it from your like kick like putting it in your body and then throwing it back out like mm-hmm. moments later like holding it for a, a minute and then releasing it again like that's got to be a high level spell um just like uh the the portals like her accidentally doing well all her things are just her having no control over that's her emotions I'm, that's what i'm saying like but even still she's doing these high level things uh unintentionally but she's still doing them like i, I can only imagine that some people probably can't even do them like with and they're probably skilled you know well, I will, and the because then the head. No, I, I see what you're saying. Um, but the the whatever her name is, the the miss the headmistress there, you know, even says like, uh, some sorcerers kill their emotions and you know grow in that way, but and, and some are like us and yeah. give into their emotions. So I, I think that it's one of those things where it's like raw power up early, and so uh, like you you've got no control over it, and you know you're. It's just because your emotions are, you know, exploding at that moment. Just something happens. There was never any, you know, like intention of doing it or um, probably even capability of doing it again until you get to that point skill wise. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in that moment, your emotions explode as is, you know, often the way in, you know, magic in different universes, you know, whenever your emotions like explode, something miraculous happens. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that it is necessarily indicative of an innate ability that you have okay i got you yeah because like i think more if it's anything it's your capability uh or your potential to use your emotions uh for power Mm -hmm. which is you know them being able to control that ability is the next thing yeah and then to, to it almost seems like it would defeat the purpose if you could control these, I guess maybe not defeat the bird, but like in my in my mind, I'm thinking like if these crazy wild emotions are what's like like after after training a ton and being really skilled, I can only imagine that like 
then if you had your crazy wild outburst, it'd be like only, you know, magnitude like greater, you know, like exponentially greater. But um, to think of being able to control that like unrelenting, like uh, fight or flight rage that I'm assuming you're kind of tapping into, uh, it's got to be, it almost just seems oxy, like an oxymoron, I guess is what I'm trying to say, like to be mm. able to control this uncontrollable thing, you know? And, right. But uh, I mean, that's obviously. Well, I think from I'm a sure practical standpoint, it's yeah. more of being able to stop yourself before okay, yeah, it's yeah. gone too far. Right. Like you can give in for a second, but then being able to have the presence of mind to come back, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's and from a practical standpoint, I think that's more of what controlling your emotions means in this case, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Yeah. Being able to stop the fire. Mm-hmm. Certainly in the magical constraints that are, you know, in this universe where you know, there's a cost of energy. Uh, for you know performing anything so if you were just to let like your emotions go to an outrageous level and not be able to come back you could potentially end up you know like killing yourself or seriously harming yourself there was did you understand what was going on with the whole like lifting the rock with the life of the flower or whatever it's not unlike the rules of magic in aragon that's what i was thinking but it just seemed like kind of an exaggeration to just shrivel up that girl's arm. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's for visual effect in the show, you know. Because yeah. <laughs> okay. I was like, damn, that takes a lot mm-hmm. of magic to lift a rock. I right. don't even fuck with it. So these, uh, but those rules were explained, explained, explained in the uh, last chapter of Blood of Elves. Whenever yeah. Siri is going through training with Yennefer at the monastery, uh, they talk about you know the cost of magic and having uh, ideally to be able to draw the energy from your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something that at the very least something that we've seen before. Yeah. Yeah. I did, I did. I guess I just never thought it would be that great, you know, but the, I mean, that's why but I, again, that, the visual effect for the show. You know, yeah. It, I mean, but even, even if it is that great, it's like, obviously then it makes it even more like, Oh, you do magic. That's pretty dangerous. Like I, I saw firsthand why, because to even pick up a rocket will take cost your arm. Right. It's not like it's not like Aragon where like it just takes that much energy. It's like if you don't know what you're doing and you don't pull from the energy around you, like Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's yeah. just, I don't know. I, I guess I guess now that we've talked about it that makes a lot more sense for the visual effect of like making magic seem very like it's it's mm-hmm. I, I love how they said it in Game of Thrones, uh Melisandre, she's like it's a it's a double edged sword with no no hilt or no handle. What is that called? Um well, yeah, the, That's you, what you you've got like a, a handle and the hilt, and it, it's a, I think like a depending on the sword, the hilt is several components. Yeah. So, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, she's yeah, yeah saying it's a, like a double-edged sword with no hilt, so it's like it's, mm-hmm. it's it's a good, it's better to have a weapon than nothing at all, but it's still a very dangerous. Weapon right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I thought that was a pretty nice way to not maybe nice, but a very elegant, mm-hmm. you know, a, a pretty picture right. drawing way. Describing magic. Mm-hmm. It definitely feels like it's that sort of vibe in this show. So. Right. Yeah. Well, generally speaking, it's kind of, to varying degrees, of course, it's these rules of magic having a cost is nothing new. Right. E- even like in a video game, it's just that you have a pool of mana, mm-hmm. but that's a literal representation of that uh, there is a pool of energy that you have that is depleted by casting a spell. So, you know, there's always a cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's just that sometimes you get somebody's hand shoveling up and sometimes you get a blue, <laughs> you know, uh, orb in the right lower right hand of the screen depleting. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> the exact thing I was thinking. 
<laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I, can, I, I think that it's going to continue or continue to be good. It, I think these first two episodes were good, not great, but good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to continue to be good. Hopefully, it gets great. Yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't want to stop watching. I, I had the. I it's had engaging. The, uh, yeah, yeah it absolutely. Yeah, so I'm excited to watch more. Yeah, I may watch an episode tonight, depending on how long it takes me to edit this and post it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, it yeah, I'm excited to continue. I'm excited to continue with the books even more than yeah, the show. That was, a, um, that was fun to listen to. The I, I want the second book to end already, just because I would want to just get through the saga at yeah, this point, know. <laughs> knowing how they're paced as you know each individual book only being a small piece of the actual narrative that's happening, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm going to have to get through all five books to get any real sense of closure on any storyline <laughs> because they're all relatively short, you know, yeah. uh, I'm just ready to, you know, torch through it and, you know, just get, you know, get to those points that I'm looking for, um, which is the unfortunate part of choosing it for a series of episodes for the show yeah. is that we have to pace it out for at least two more weeks. Uh, before I can then just, you know, scream through it. Uh, you think you will? I really hope so. <laughs> I know that we've talked about this a million times, that it's, it's difficult to read something on the side yeah. of this show. Um, but I really want to. And with them being as short as they are, it'll be, you know, three books, assuming that they're each like, you know, 300 pages like the first two. That's about 900-ish pages, maybe 1,000 if it's mm-hmm. a little bit more per you know, chapter. Uh, so, uh, you know, ideally I could... You know, I, I could get through that in a week if that was all that I was reading. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't letting myself do other things, you know, aside from reading. Uh, so it's certainly doable. It's just, you know, will I stick with it as much yeah. as I want to? And I, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I plan on getting the, the rest of the series too. So mm-hmm. we'll at least be talking about it. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't think I have anything else to say about the show. Yeah, I know. There's not really anything else. You know, it's just. Those first two episodes, they're just going real slow. Uh, but that's, again, from the perspective of somebody who already knows these things and knows yeah. that those don't, those stories that were told weren't, have next to nothing to do with the actual drama that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> or that it's going to get to eventually, rather. Yeah, you're right. I think it is it is a little slow, but I guess it, it is nice that it's so conducive to new viewers and uh, new people for the story. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it is. I think that's all that it really is. And uh, knowing that they're hitting that angle as heavily as, there is, as they are, uh, it won't be as much of a shock these next couple of episodes for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's watch them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we're going to watch three episodes now. So episodes three, four, and five. Yes. Um, and that's for this coming week. Uh, so next Monday. Just have them watched by then, or really just watch the whole fucking show if you want to, and then just listen to us talk about it. Uh, but we'll just be watching the next three episodes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, yeah, can't wait. Yeah. It's exciting for sure. Um, and then uh, in two days' time on Christmas Day, you'll uh, be hearing from us with the first two chapters of the book, uh, Time of Contempt, the second in the uh, actual Witcher saga. Um, they say time of contempt. Yeah, pretty quickly we get the titular line. <laughs> so, Didn't take very long. It is a time of contempt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So look for that. 
Christmas Day. If you got nothing else to do, you can listen to us go on about the first couple of chapters for, I don't know, probably like only 45 minutes or so. Um, and then rinse and repeat. Yeah. Show on Monday, book on Wednesdays. Look for that. Yeah, and we'll, yeah, I, I like that we'll be there. Christmas treat. <laughs> <laughs> right. Our show lucky that Christmas is a Wednesday this year. So look forward to that. Yes. We'll see you all then. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at ears underscore stamps, and our Gmail is dogearsandtimestamps at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, just, you know, like Will said, check us out every week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, keep up with your anime. This is our uh, viewing podcast, like our, you know, the, wa- the watching part of our <laughs> So I'd say keep up with the anime because um, uh, we'll have like a little special episode when I think all that concludes just to. Yeah, that's, that's what we feel about it. About four months away at this point, but so you, you're running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're about halfway through those seasons, so we'll uh, be looking for that at some point in you know four or five months, depending on when we can even get those recorded. Oh as yeah, well, I'll, be so. spo- I'll be dropping teasers all, all throughout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, yeah. Anyways, I'm Will Hedrick. I'm Jordan Chapman. This is Doggers and Times.